You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The following is a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you hear do not represent the views of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hi, my name is Leah Crawford. And I'm Rhonda Nolan. And you're listening to the Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda show. For all the beautiful entrepreneurs out there, this is for you. Good morning, Las Vegas. Hi, Leah. How are you doing? Happy Saturday morning. Happy Saturday morning. It is such a beautiful, warm morning, but I'm happy to be here. I know you are, and I am happy, (laughs) happy to see you. Happy to see you, too. What are we doing today? Oh, my God. We are talking about everything that's been going on. It's been an eventful week in Las Vegas. Lots of people coming to town, hanging out, having a good time. Conventions are back up. People are moving and shaking and spending money. But entrepreneurs out there, did you exercise today? You knew I was going to ask that question. (laughs) Y'all, I'm just going to tell y'all, she was exercising and she limping now. I am. She was limping. I am, but not because I was exercising or or hard or anything like that. I slipped and fell, and I sprained my foot. So I'm just getting back, uh, back to back to business. Well, we we wish you well, Rhonda, because we know you are out there encouraging us. That's right. To get out and exercise, just walk. That's right. So y'all be careful. Watch your step when you're walking. Watch your step. Watch those curves. Five things in once, like I was just if you walk and walk. Don't walk, talk, and chew bubble gum because you might trip and fall. That's right. That's right. But we're so excited today because we're going to talk about money. Mm. And we have an expert in the building today. We have Uncle Dan from Uncle Dan's Consulting. Hi, Uncle Dan. How are you doing today? I'm just blessed. Happy to be here. Happy to be with you lovely ladies on a Saturday morning. Good, good, good. For all you entrepreneurs out there, Uncle Dan has information that you may want to know about. Yeah, I. you want to know what, Uncle Dan, we were just having a conversation mm-hmm. and we were talking about crypto. Mm-hmm. And crypto is a conversation that a lot of us don't have because we don't know. But you were sitting here, you baby, you were really dro- dropping some knowledge. Like if I, I'm just going to jump right in. If I wanted to start mm-hmm. um, trading or buying crypto, first of all, what should I do first if I'm even interested in crypto? I'll tell you exactly what you do first. You start doing your research and you start really trying to just understand everything because there are so many scammers and people out there ready to steal your money. You don't just jump into crypto and say, hey, I'm going to start doing crypto. No, what you do is you take your time. You go in. There's a lot of free courses on YouTube, but I just found a uh, a really free site. Um, it's the uh, Cash to Crypto Society. Cash to, to Crypto, crypto Society. Society. Just as a sound. Okay. Yes. And uh, they have everything laid out to you. If you're a beginner and you want to learn, you're right. If you want to learn this, take your time. Don't try to jump in. I'm going to get rich real quick. No. You have to know what you're doing. Say that again. No, no say that again. If you jump in and you think you're going to get rich real quick, I got news for you. It's not going to happen. Don't listen to all the stories out there. This person did this. You know what? It happens very rarely. Okay. But if you do your due diligence. 
And consistent. And consistent. Now, you do have the opportunity to possibly do that, but you got to learn the ropes first. Got to learn the ropes. Now, now, do you invest in crypto? I do. Now, have you lost in crypto? Of course. Okay. Oh, I've I've lost and I've gained and I've lost. and We just went through the crypto winter. That sounds like the stock market. <laughs> it sounds very similar to the stock market. It's almost sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's, a, it's all you know what it is. It's very, it's almost identical to the stock market. Mm-hmm. It really is, and because um, it, it's it's the trading, the up, the market goes up, the market goes down. But it's it's like being in the beginning of the stock market when mm. it first started, mm-hmm. and it's all about the technology. It's not about this coin, that coin, crypto coins. People need to understand that the technology behind the blockchain is what makes crypto go. And okay. what I mean by that is blockchain technology is almost impossible to hack. Okay. And just imagine I, when I do workshops, uh, which I haven't done in a while, but when I, I did my last one, just imagine instead of on a football field, instead of all those football players out there, times those football players by 10. And instead of them being a football player, they are computer programmers. And mm. what they're doing is they're creating this massive maze. So when you purchase a Bitcoin or whatever, it, you know, there are different blockchains, but just assume it's, it's Bitcoin. When you purchase it, it's going to go from one of those uh, computer programmers to the next one, to the next one. It's like a giant maze that it's going through. And at the end of the maze, it's going to get confirmed. And then that transaction that you did with crypto is now on uh, it's on the blockchain where you can see it and again blockchain technology people if you if you're thinking about this look it up because it's just a more efficient way to do business like the and and the key to it is if you're ever going to get into it do your research you want to take a look and see the people that are going to get rich are the people that figure out okay what is being done right now how is that being done okay and then how is blockchain technology going to do it better? And when you find the coins that are backed up by that, those are the ones you want to find. So that's as a result, like I said, you know, it's a learning experience, but we need to know it. So you don't like Joe Blow mining over there. You might not just want to buy his coin. Uh uh-uh. You just want to make sure that the coin it has, and I, has to have utility. Got to have. OK. It has to do something. It has what, to do something. What does it do? Mm-hmm. How does it affect what we're currently doing right now? If you can answer that question, then, you know, if you pick the right one, there's a possibility it could be life changing for you. But life changing for you. Does anybody really know what the right one is? I have an idea of several. But, you know, it's like you're probably looking at. Um, the so next. it's like so it's like trying to pick the AT&T 50, like 60 years ago. Absolutely. Right. Because the people that bought AT&T stock in the beginning had no clue. They were just, you know, right. we're going to buy this. We're not using telephones yet. You know, we're using something. Right. Because and I, I remember um, when we were talking about it and people saying, you know, the coins, mm-hmm. coins are coming because we've been talking about mm-hmm. Bitcoin now for like a decade mm-hmm. or so. Oh, yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. Um but just where we're going with it. I'll tell you, not right now. What's going to happen in the next three to five years? That's that's what you want to look at, right? What I'm talking about doing the due diligence and finding the technology behind it. What is it going to be? If you pick the right one in, you know, three to five years, there's some, some predictions out there that are just mind-blowing. But again, they also say, the experts now, 
that probably 98% of the cryptocurrencies out there, and there are over 20,000 of them right now, yes. are going to be done. They're not going to be able, the government is going to say, look, you don't do any technology. You're just a, just like nothing. There's nothing behind what you're doing. And a lot of people think that they're going to shut those down. So that's why you have to do your due diligence. Have to do your due diligence. Yes. All right. So we are listening to Uncle Dan educate us about Bitcoin. And I know for me, it's learning mm-hmm. because I I have a few I know a few people that deal in it and I know some that really lost big oh yeah and it was devastating but I know some that have gained mm-hmm. and they were you know super excited you know what happens people people don't know just like in the stock market people don't know when to sell right the market goes up and you just think it's going to continue to go and go and go then then the uh, uh, what they call them the whales. Right. You know, they have bought the, they bought it, say, really cheap, less than a penny. You know, it's like Dogecoin. You guys remember that Dogecoin? Dogecoin went up 50 cents plus. But people were buying that when it was like a, not even a quarter of a penny. Super less. A lot of the celebrities were buying it like real cheap. And then when it got up, I think I think it was around 55 cents a coin. What happened was the whales took their profit. So that means that they started, they probably started selling right around 40 cents or so, a little bit here and there, because they didn't want the market to crash Crash. at one time. But as they start, everything starts going and they start making that money, guess what happens? All the people who heard about Dogecoin and start, they're still buying into it. The coin just went bloop. That That sounds like a pyramid scheme. Well, the... Yeah, well, just it like does. a stock, same thing. It's they, a stock, though. They do the same thing in the stock market. In the stock market, because you got to think about it. You know, mm-hmm. when and I, well, I'm not going to use that example, but just think about it. You got the stock that's out there, and why it's hot, you know, because you have your IPO, your initial public offering. So before they even hit the market, they're trying to buy, get investors or whatever, so they can have their IPO. And most people make money off the IPO mm-hmm. because when it hits the market, that's when the price goes up, right? So if I was an early investor. And whatever it is, right? Um, I make my money then. Now I might choose to stay in, or I might choose, you know, to sell on that day and take my winnings and go. And the thing with the stock market that is taxable, okay? Because it's very well documented. And I was like, I was telling Uncle Dan, I was like, y'all think the IRS is bad? Try the SEC. Ooh-hoo. Mess with the SEC. Something told. I mean, and we using acronyms: either the Internal Revenue Service or the Securities and Exchange Commission. I'll take my hat with the IRS. I'll take your chances with the IRS. I'll take my chances with the IRS. That's saying something. I'll take my chance. I will. I'll take my chances with the IRS. The SEC is a whole different animal. Game. It is. It's a different. But it is. The thing about it is, even um, as an accountant, when you talk about CPA, public accounting, mm-hmm. that's SEC a mm-hmm. lot of times when you're dealing with the big firms. And you just really, there are a lot of rules in place because they are the ones that put out the financial statements, mm-hmm. right, that investors look at. So they want to make sure because look at, like, remember Enron? Mm-hmm. You know, a big firm went down because of Enron mm-hmm. nationwide, you know, so. You really have to look at their, they want to make sure that we as accountants are, you know, just what we're saying that they're doing is true. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. You know, Mm -hmm. we give Peloton. Right. You know, they had a material weakness, Mm -hmm. a material weakness. And what that means, and it's only one material weakness and you get a not so good opinion. Right. Mm -hmm. That can change the life of a company. Mm -hmm. And it's huge. So you have to really... 
Underst- you know, understand, you know, and that's a lot of pressure because, you yeah. know, I got to go in there and tell you, okay, you know, you're not doing that right. <laughs> you know, I remember when I was taking the exam and the, the woman was saying, you know, there's God and then there's the auditor. Right. And I was like, oh, that's deep. <laughs> that's real deep. <laughs> that's deep. But when she was laying out just the responsibility of the profession, when it comes to especially public companies, it's real. And when we talk about blockchain, because we had to talk about that, too, it's like, you know, right now it's not regulated. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of people, you know, when when that regulation comes, we we don't know when that's going to happen. We don't know when that's going to happen. That's when a lot of the when it's like mainstream, then that's when people are going to, you know, it can be life changing for a little lot of people. But right now that hasn't happened yet. So, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, you, you make a little, you lose a little and, you know. It's not a big deal. It's, you know, if don't don't go in there again, you know, thinking you're going to get rich all of a sudden because it's just not going to happen, you know, because this is because you don't know when regulation comes. But when it does come, when it does come and we and we just had that conversation about um, the just the court case that that um, XRP. XRP and just, Ripple, yeah, and Ripple just won against the SEC, they which did. is huge. It's very huge. That's huge. It's 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 unprecedented, and it's the only regulated coin in the entire crypto industry. Because you know everybody looks to what's going on in the United States, right? And that being the case, you know the, the powers that be are not in favor of crypto because you know it's it's affecting the the traditional dollar, and again. That's why they're regulating all these exchanges. But again, it, it was really when it first came out, it was and, unregulated. And I, would, I wouldn't say regulating. I would oh. say monitoring. There you go. Because they're not regulating it. R- right. They're correct. monitoring. Correct. And they're looking at what is going on. Right. I know even when preparing taxes this year, one of the questions is, do you operate in Bitcoin? I see or do that. You, I'm sorry. Or do you operate in virtual? They don't call it Bitcoin. They call it virtual currency. I've right. seen that. Have, do you operate in virtual currency? Because they're asking the question. They get a feel for how many of us are actually mm-hmm. starting to operate in virtual currency. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. For you know, sure. It's, so, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely different. Yeah. That's very interesting. But Uncle Dan, yes, I want man. you to tell our entrepreneur listeners today about the ERC credit. Because I think there's a lot of folks out there that have not taken advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the ERC. Well, the ERC credit was part of the CARES Act, which was passed by Congress. And what does ERC mean first? Uh, that is your employee retention credit. When they first came out, it was the employee retention tax credit. Right. But basically, they call it a credit, but you're basically, if you're a business owner and you were able to survive COVID in 2020 and 21, and you had uh, W-2 full-time employees who worked at least 30 hours a week, the government is basically rewarding you for staying in business. So when that CARES Act was signed by Donald Trump in March of 2020, um, the it was it was a uh, uh, that's when everyone got the PPP loan and all of the individuals we got money, right? Well, at that time, ERC was on the table, but the re- the way that Congress wrote the law, uh, you were not eligible if you received the PPP loan, and it was so easy just to go get the PPP loan. We just went to get the PPP loan. All business owners did, right? Right. Or, or the majority of them. Right. And so, uh, you know, fast forward a year later, they got all, they, that, that bill was $2.2 trillion. Mm. So, you know, they're sitting there with over a trillion dollars sitting there and nobody's taking the ERC. So what they do? 
Change the rules. Change the rules. <laughs> they said, you know what? Now, because we got to, the, the way that they wrote that bill in Congress, um, it was earmarked specifically to give the money to the business owners. You know how Congress likes to go in and raid different things that they have, take that money and use it for something else. Well, they can't do that with this. So as a result, they got to get this money moving. And that's when they changed the law. They did. They also what they did is at the time you could have in 2020, you had between one and uh, 100 employees were eligible. Well, they've expanded it. 2021, they made it one to 500 el- uh, employees. Wow. But then the other thing that they did as well is in 2020, you were eligible up to it was like five thousand dollars per employee. Per employee. Mm-hmm. Well, then again, that money's sitting there, so they changed the rules and they upped it to seven thousand. But what they did is, in addition to that, they said we're going to give you that seven thousand per quarter. Wow! So there, yeah, three quarters you're eligible. It's a total of six quarters that you can get that. Uh, you know, they call it a, a, a credit, but it's really a refund. Okay. So you know that's money sitting on the table for business owners. And a lot of business owners don't even know it or they, they hear about it. But the hard part is, is just finding somebody that's credible. Absolutely. That can get that's it. it right and I there. think that I think that more so is the issue it's, is finding somebody credible because the rules have changed. It scares a lot of people right. as well. I, you know, I have a, I'm doing one right now for a, uh, a, a CEO of a, a nonprofit in the Bay Area. She's got like 30 employees. And I just called her up. We, we were talking about ERC and she's because I haven't talked to her for a while. And she said, I, t- I mentioned ERC to her, and she said, "Well, I thought that was a scam." Exactly, mm-hmm. and I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I've because I yeah because well, I've seen that. Well, you know what's interesting because some well, first of all, it's public knowledge if you received a PPP loan. Number one, mm-hmm. so what people are what companies are doing is they're going through lists of people who received the PPP loans, and they're calling them saying, "Hey, you're entitled to this ERC. Can you send us your information? We'll file it for you." And I'm like, "I don't know you." Like I wouldn't, I, I, I was like, I, I don't know you. I don't know where you got my information from, right. but why you're be, calling me. But just be clear though, and, and this is what PPP didn't do, because PPP was for a variety of people. Right. So you could have employees, you could be a Schedule C. It was so many things that you did to qualify for PPP. Mm-hmm. What ERC is saying is, if you had to have employees in 2019, meaning that you had to have filed 941s, you had to have filed W-2s, because that part of the law hadn't changed. Right. And they're basing that payroll in 2019. Mm -hmm. So you look at your payroll in 2019, see exactly where it was, and then they look at different factors from... 2020 and, fo- and going forward mm-hmm. but you have to have 941s and w2 so people are like well you know i got 1099s they don't you qualify they don't qualify because i have a few people that got ppp based off of 1099s right and got some calls and i was like i kind of told you when that happened that wasn't it wasn't eligible for ppp as an employer it was eligible because the 1099 people could have gotten their own ppps individually right. mm-hmm. so it was it was a good conversation but i'm glad to hear that they've expanded they have the expanded and, one and thing, apparently they can't get they can't get the money spent because they're still advertising for it 75 percent of business owners across america have not taken the erc because they don't know because we yeah because we, we skeptical because we're like right. hey wait i don't know but i do feel comfortable having that conversation with my tax person my accountant you know so let me help you know helping me so let me say numbers. this most most accountants well, I, well i'm not gonna say the ones that i that i'm familiar with haven't really it's a lot of work oh really it's a lot of work 
because mm. there's some it's a, a lot of work a lot of documentation mm-hmm. and with some of the companies that are doing it they're not collecting their fees and they're doing percentages okay back end on you know whatever you receive mm-hmm. so because people don't have the money up front to pay you it's a lot of time in that and then there are a lot of comp there are companies out there that will charge you up front mm-hmm. i appreciate that they do and, and it's like it could be considerable any it could be five hundred to thousand dollars two thousand the the highest i've heard was like three thousand oh wow and See, you know, and i've heard I, one like five percent ten percent up front yeah up front and if that's oh. the case don't deal with that company. Yes, because okay. there are other companies that that don't charge that. The one I'm affiliated with, we don't we don't charge. We charge zero up front. We just do the audit, make sure that your numbers are correct. Make sure you qualify. Absolutely, and then make sure you qualify. The IRS is actually closing down some of these companies. They're coming in, getting some accountant, and just say, hey, just you know, do what you do and to get us the money. And wait a minute, you're not follow, you're not being compliant. So the IRS has actually come into a lot of shops that are doing that because they start seeing their, their 941s coming in. They're not correct, and they're coming back at those companies. And the thing that, that a business owner has to be careful about is if you deal with one of those companies, that may cause an audit. For you. For you. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I know when we were um, – it's funny because when we were um, filing the 941s for 2020 – you know, normally you can find all the information out there on the IRS website. We couldn't find them. They, like, took them down. Do you know there's over 580 pages of IRS code regarding ERC? Oh, wow. Do you think all these new newbie companies that are coming into the space now have, have read 580 pages? Wow. I doubt it. I doubt it. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, Uncle Dan, I want to mm-hmm. give you um, contact information. It is area code 415-756-6007. So is that right? That is my direct line. Oh, okay. I thought we I thought we were going with the no, direct line. I'm other giving line you the, the direct line. The That's direct fine. line. I, you know, Uncle Dan likes talking to people. Okay, so. I like that. I'm old school. You know, I'm okay. just I didn't. You know, I'm not the text guy. You know, only time I text you if I don't if you, if I'm not pick up that means I'm on the other. Let me line. do that again. Four one five seven five six six zero zero seven. And ERC, if you had if you were open in 2019, entrepreneurs and you. I had the dub and hear me when I say W two employees, meaning that you filed nine forty ones and you filed W twos at the end of the year. You know, please contact Uncle Dan to see if you qualify for this money. Well, right. the thing the thing that's great about about the uh, the way we do it is a lot of the companies probably about ninety percent of them don't want to talk to you unless you had ten W two employees because it's not profitable for them. Right. And then the other maybe another five percent will do uh, down to five. Uh, but the company I'm with, we've done over 60,000 of these. And we've gotten, you know, several, several, several hundreds of millions of dollars back. Mm-hmm. Legitly. We, legitly, correct. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're going, we go down to as little, if you got one W-2 employee. Now, the, the rule is it cannot be the business owner or their family. These are, are legit uh, W-2 people outside of, I don't know why they did that to the business owner. I mean, they paid that. Because they, I, and that was the other thing too, right? So it's the business owner. So I'm like, I'm like sitting there like, oh my God. Yeah, so I didn't qualify. Yeah, they're exempt. You're exempt. <laughs> you're, you're exempt. Yeah, you're I exempt. You're exempt. Yeah. But did it matter if you were an escort? I guess you still would be the business owner, right? Yeah, still the business, business, owner. business owner. But how about if the trust owned the business? That's it. Well, you know what? If they paid, if they paid the uh, 941s and they paid payroll taxes... 
they're going to be eligible. Yeah, because if you think of and that's and, and that strategy. So if the mm-hmm. truck, because the trust can own an escort, right? So if you have a trust set up, the trust owns the escort, and you're an employee. I'm just same thing. Same. That same makes th- sense. Same thing with a nonprofit, a mm. church. Uh huh. A, a church. A lot of churches shut down. And then the other thing, yeah. a lot of people don't know. Is if they were say you survived it and you ended up going out of business, okay. you just couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't do it anymore. You can still get that money. Wow! Say it again, Uncle Dan. Say that again, Uncle Dan. You went out of business. I need some hand. I need some hand clapping. Yeah, some hand clapping. Now there's a little trick to it because you, you, you know, they want to make. Sure, hopefully, you did not close down your um, your corporation, which most people don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Even if you close down your bank account, there's no rules that says you can't reopen a your a bank account. Right. Got it. And so um, a lot of those people are eligible. The other thing that a lot of people don't know is. Um, it's only like a one question application. If you were able to start a business in 2020 and 21 and you, you know, if you know, you started probably with, with by yourself, but you were to bring on two, three, four five employees. Guess what? That's a startup. There's you can get up to fifty thousand dollars per year. Yeah. Really? Yes. We need to talk, Uncle Dan. Absolutely. <laughs> That's in. If you were able to do it in twenty or twenty one, and you start any look, you you did that nine forty one, and you were able to two two three four five employees. There's money on the table. It's not as much as you'd be if you were in business, but you can still it's get still it. a little bit there. Every it's, little bit helps. There. Every little you want to know what every, every little, little bit, bit helps. helps. But I guess and I guess the reason why seventy five percent are mm-hmm. skeptical is because they don't want to be scammed. They won't. I mean, time for an entrepreneur is everything. And where I want to do something like that, I want to make sure that it's somebody that I trust. And the other, the other, with. and the other thing that they're scared of is they're scared of an audit. What they don't understand is that it's a whole separate division that's set up within the IRS that only does ERC. Got it. Because it's overwhelming for them, and they had to do it like that. So they're not mixing the the normal income tax division now. When might there possibly be a, a audit if you do something fraudulent? Mm-hmm. If they see that the 941s, wait a minute, you never even filed a 941. Now you're trying to get this money. That's a big. If they red flag you, then they're going to probably turn it over to the other divisions. Mm. And then you got to look into that audit. Well, I hope people are a little smarter than that. And Thank if they you. did not do things properly, then they should not be signing up for this. Absolutely. We always say, have your paperwork together. Well, the thing about I it is, is that ha- all the time. but having employees as an entrepreneur is expensive. It is. And it is. It is. It's very expensive. And when you're talking about paying somebody, even down, um, 50, let's call it $15 an hour. You're actually paying them like $18, $19 an hour. Right. And you really have to plan for paying them that type of, you know, you, you have to plan for that. Right. And then we're talking about the cost of everything going up here. Because um, I remember even giving bonus, you know, giving checks out. And when you gross it up, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. And you, But you have to be prepared for that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, again... You know, just just if you're doing the right thing, you have nothing to be afraid of. Right. The one other thing that I like to do with the company I work with, because we're like the Rolls Royce of it, is uh, each one of the uh, businesses that do business with us gets a $1 million errors and omissions policy. Nice. Which is great. That protects them. And then the company, we've been around for 20 to 40 years. We have ERC specialists been around for 40 years. We've been around for 20 years. 
so that uh, a lot of these companies say, yeah, we're going to give you auto protection. And, you know, when it's over with, they're gone. They're gone. And that's the other thing, too, because, you know, you can't have no auto protection if I can't find right. you. Right. <laughs> exactly. You are not protected if I can't find you. And I, But I tell you, I'll take my chances with the IRS before right. I take my chances with the SEC. <laughs> I will, you know, because I, I, I understand how to document. I even understand how to document for the SEC. Right. But... Uh, yeah, the IR, but with the IRS, it's documentation, yeah. and you can explain what you did on that tax ret- on that tax return. Right, mm-hmm. correct. Just mm-hmm. being able to explain it. But Uncle Dan, again, I want to give your contact information. So if if you know someone in business, if no, you didn't think you qualified for this ERC, you know, just had a conversation. Have the conversation. Let Uncle Dan review your paperwork, and he can let you know if you and your company qualify for the ERC. Uh, uh, tax credit. And we can do it within five. No, it takes us no more than 10 minutes to see whether you qualify or not. Even if your CPA told you you didn't qualify. I know, and I did. I told some people. But again, the rule was different. It was the different. Rule, they the didn't, rule was different. It's the rule, changed. And, well, because and in 20, I was like, no, nah, y'all, you don't qualify because you made no losses. But since they expanded the rules, and Correct. I haven't looked at it again right. for that reason. It's um, actually changed nine times in the last year and a half. So I, they you, have nine changes. So. Uh, right, so and that, and that's what five hundred and forty. Remember pages. when people remember when PPP was out? And we were like, yeah, no, nah, but they're gonna change that tomorrow. So you know, th- by the time you hear us and you really get your documents in order, well, that's not the rule no more. Because see, what had happened was right now. Now you need this. Document. Now you need this document. Right. It does change. But what I can say is, um, it's time to revisit it. Yeah, Absolutely. because if the money is out there, it's time to revisit it. And yeah. entrepreneurs, this could be a way for you you talk about the grants yeah looking for grants looking for stuff that's out there well it's not a grant it's a credit it's a credit change your language it's a credit and i am local here in las vegas yes. I, my, I just my 415 i got to keep my bay area identity but that's all i'm keeping i do have a local number as well which is 702-900-5905 but if you really want to talk to them right you dial the 415 <laughs> Seven five six six zero zero seven. I'm telling Leah, not gonna lead you wrong now. Four one five seven five six six zero zero seven. All right, so that ends our show for the day, Uncle Dan. It, it was a pleasure. I look forward to bringing you back on. Oh, this hey, you guys are fun too. This is good. This is cool. This was good. This was good. All right, until next week. Until next time, Las Vegas. If you've been listening to Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda, I am Leah Crawford. I am Rhonda Nolan. We enjoy speaking with you. See you next week. See you next week. Ha <laughs> ha.